Hello and welcome to Southside Church Podcast. For information about our church located in Cape Town, South Africa, go and check out our website, southsidechurch.co.za. We trust that the message would inspire you today. For 700 years, the Jews have been waiting for the fulfillment of the prophecy from the Old Testament book of Isaiah about this coming Savior who would rescue them from their oppression. A man called Nathaniel was amongst those Jews waiting in expectation for this coming Savior, holding on to the prophetic words of the book of Isaiah that as a Jew he would have known well Words that say from Isaiah 9 verse 6, For to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This was the expectation that this man Nathaniel of the Jewish people was holding on to. When his friend Philip, approaches him in John's gospel, chapter 145. And it tells us that Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, we found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. We found the Messiah you've been waiting for, Nathanael. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Imagine Nathaniel growing up, hearing the stories from his grandparents and his parents of the coming hope of the Savior that would one day free them from their bondage. I wonder how many prayers Nathaniel had prayed in his lifetime, crying out in anticipation for the coming of the King and the Prince of Peace that he knew Isaiah had spoken of 700 years before. And now in this moment, Philip, his friend, comes and says that this king has arrived in his town. But Nathaniel doesn't celebrate. Instead, with criticism and suspicion, we see his response in verse 46. When he says, Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel, can anything good come from Nazareth? From this initial reaction, we could assume, as was understood by many of the Jewish people, that when they looked at this prophetic word from Isaiah about the coming king, they assumed and had the expectation that God would come amongst the Jewish people in wonder, because the description in that prophetic word speaks of a wonderful counselor. Nathaniel would assume that when God arrived as promised, he would come in mighty power. As that prophetic word spoke of him coming as the mighty God. And so, for Nathaniel to hear that Jesus was born in Nazareth wouldn't have seemed to make sense. That was a far cry from the wonder and might described in the Old Testament book of Isaiah, which he had so enthusiastically studied. You see, Nazareth 
was an undesirable place for a Jew to grow up. And, and the word Nazarene was actually a synonym, was virtually a synonym with the word despised to the Jewish people. The small, poor town despised by the people could not be the place from which the mighty God, the wonderful counselor would come. Nathaniel felt like based on his understanding of Old Testament scripture, the divine God wouldn't come from a place that was so despised by him and other Jews. But the powerful thing is this. The place Nathaniel despised was the very place from which God would arrive to fulfill the promise of deliverance that he had been waiting for in expectation. In this last year, I ask you, how many situations have failed to meet your expectations? How many things have happened in your life that haven't seemed to make sense when you think about what you understand of God based on Scripture? In this last year, in your personal journey, how many places have you come to despise because of bad experiences? You see, as was the case with Nathaniel, God was and still is working where it doesn't make sense to you. As was the case with Nathaniel, God's birthing new life from the most unexpected places. And he's delivering even in the experiences that we despise the most. This is why we can celebrate today. Even though some situations may not always have made sense this year based on our understanding of our Savior we can still acknowledge that he was sovereign and is sovereign in every circumstance. Nathaniel's human understanding of God's coming, Christ's coming as Savior, didn't seem to make sense based on his understanding of Scripture. But it didn't mean the Savior wasn't present. Just because you didn't see the healing you were trusting for from the healer, just because you didn't see the provision from the one you've understood to be the provider. Just because you saw loss when you were trusting in the one that protects does not mean that just because it doesn't seem to make sense, the Savior is absent from the situations you faced. You see, what was important for Nathaniel wasn't changing his situation in which some savior was apparently in his town from Nazareth. It was changing his revelation. It was about what he could see in the circumstances. It was not a change of the situation. It was the need for a revelation. As we end 2023, we can either focus on the situations we've despised that have left us loathing in doubt over the last year, or you and I can come to see the revelation of a sovereign Savior in the middle 
of the circumstances that haven't made sense. God, I don't understand why. I don't understand why this happened, why this didn't happen, why this should have happened but didn't. God, I can't understand, but Lord, today I choose to come and see by revelation a sovereign Lord that was in those circumstances. And it's interesting because Philip's response to Nathaniel when he sat there torn and conflicted with what common sense told him based on what he understood of God, what, what Philip said to him was pretty much these words, hey, dude, don't jump to conclusions. Rather, come and see for yourself. Come and see. Come and have the Christ revealed in a situation where you don't believe this is the Savior. Tells us in Scripture, literally the words, come and see for yourself, Philip replied to Nathaniel. And like Nathaniel, we too can come and see the hope of our Savior in situations that don't seem to make sense or that we've despised in this year that has passed. We can come and see the presence of a sovereign God in a storm that may still be raging around us. And then we read about what happened to Nathaniel when he chose to accept Philip's invitation to come and see the Savior he was unsure about. And from John's gospel, chapter 1, verse 47, it says, as they approached, as Nathaniel moved toward having Christ revealed a revelation in this situation, as they approached Jesus said to Nathanael, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. And then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Israel. When Nathanael comes to see Jesus, his despise of Nazareth and doubt about the presence of his deliverer disappeared. Suddenly, Nazareth was not such a bad place. And suddenly, he recognized the Savior in a circumstance and situation that had initially left him in doubt and with more questions than answers. His skepticism and suspicion turned into celebration when out of all of this, he could say, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Imagine if in the circumstances that have left us struggling, we could begin to see by revelation beyond the situation, a sovereign God so that we too could declare the words in whatever we faced Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel, and the king of my life, even in this. You see, when we truly see God, things no longer have to make sense. Because we have the confidence to surrender to the sovereignty of a mighty God who can carry what we can't. Our revelation, not our situation, determines our destination because God is sovereign even when you can't make sense of it. This is why, like Nathaniel today, even if this year's been difficult, you can stand and celebrate 
Because somehow, in the midst of it all, there is a good God that has never left you or forsaken you. And the powerful thing about this is that it's not only us that can see a good God in bad situations, but we have a good God who sees us in our struggles. When Nathaniel hears Jesus speak with affirmation about him as a son of Israel, with integrity, Nathaniel's freaked out about how much Jesus knows intimately of who he is. And so we read of Nathaniel's response when he asks Jesus, how do you know me? How did you know who I was? Now the word in the Greek, how did you know, is the word inosko, which normally speaks of experiential knowledge, an intimacy of relationship, not a mere religious understanding of knowledge in the head. Nathaniel was sensing that this man knew him in a deep and intimate way, and he couldn't understand why. But in that moment, when he asks that question using that Greek word, it means that something was changing in Nathaniel. We must understand that men like Nathaniel were well-versed in Scripture from Old Testament. Philip, being one of the disciples that invited him to see Jesus, would have also been well-versed in Scripture. And so Nathaniel would have understood Scripture and suddenly begun to experience the possibility that this was truly the Savior he had been waiting for from Isaiah's prophecy of the coming king. And while he was talking and even asking that question, the pieces would have been coming together because he would have recognized and remembered the words of Isaiah chapter 7, just a chapter away from the initial prophecy of the coming king, which says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This man was going, how do you know me so intimately and not just out of some intellectual awareness of my presence? Is it because you are the Emmanuel, the God that is with us and has been with me when I didn't see you. And then Jesus responds to Nathaniel's question. And when Jesus responds, he gives him an answer that's far more than what Nathaniel had initially asked. Jesus doesn't just say, well, I knew you because I'm the savior of the world. Instead, he says, I saw you under the fig tree. To see is so different from just knowing. I can know about you because someone tells me or I see you on TV, but when I can say I see you, it means to perceive with intimacy. It means to be seen as a being, present, acknowledged and respected. And Jesus doesn't only see Nathaniel in the present. He says, I've seen you in the past under the fig tree too. This was Emmanuel, God with us. And it's still Emmanuel, God with us today. This is why we can celebrate. 
He's with me and he's been with you through the fiery afflictions in your life and under the fig tree in those moments of your life. Now, the interesting thing is that many have speculated about what Nathaniel was doing under the fig tree. What did that mean? But theologians suggest there's a good possibility that he was reading and reflecting on Scripture and the coming Messiah from the Old Testament Scriptures since the fig tree was used as shade for teaching or for studying by the later rabbis of the time. And so while Nathaniel was perhaps trying to make sense of God through scriptures that would later become the very scriptures that made him question the existence of the Savior from Nazareth because of his understanding that he would come as some mighty God from a great place for everyone to see, Jesus was looking at him under the fig tree. And instead of condemning him for being arrogant with his super spirituality through his scriptures and interpretation, or challenging him for doubting that Jesus was present in a situation that didn't seem to make sense, instead Jesus looked at him and affirmed him with love, even in that place under the fig tree. When Nathaniel was wanting to see the God of the scriptures he was studying under the fig tree, the God of those very scriptures was already seeing him. When Nathaniel was seeking more knowledge of who God was through scripture, the God of those scriptures already knew him. Intimately. And for who he was. And it's the same for you and I. Emmanuel sees and knows you in every circumstance and situation you faced. In the times where you've sought God through trying to sort your life out and in the moments where you doubted the most and things just didn't seem to make sense. Jesus knew Nathaniel the way he knows you and I. And Jesus didn't just know him from heaven somewhere on a throne where he was happily sitting while we were left in the middle of our human mess. Jesus knew him in this physical body of flesh. He knew Nathaniel in the imperfection of his humanity because Jesus was born into the imperfection of people in a place that we despised as the perfect savior. And that is the point. His birth into the middle of our humanity meant that he could meet you and I in the middle of our human mess without having to first work our way to being good enough for heaven through our religious deeds and duties. It was the birth of Jesus and what he did not what we've done, that determined our salvation. And it was in that moment that the Savior of the world saw a man that he loved and affirmed, even when his faith had failed him, even when he had become suspicious and cynical of the presence of his Savior in the circumstances that he faced. 
as was the case for Nathaniel. In every circumstance in our human experience, God knows and sees us, even when we feel alone and unseen. And when we face difficult situations that don't seem to make sense, our God is still working in his sovereignty and has been over this last year of your life. All we need to do is like Nathaniel, accept the invitation to come and see. Come and see that you can surrender to your need to know why. And you can rest in the fullness of a sovereign savior that has never left you or forsaken you. Come and see that it's not the absence of your storm, but the presence of your savior that matters most. This is why Paul the Apostle could write in the New Testament from the book of Hebrews chapter four, verse 15, that for now we have a high priest who is, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weakness and temptations. But we have one who has been tempted, knowing exactly what it feels like to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace. Come and see that you have a Savior that's been sovereign in these human situations that have left you asking where God was because it doesn't seem to make sense. Here we have a God born into the flesh, understands your human experience, and now says, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace. That is the throne of God's gracious favor with confidence and without fear so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find His amazing grace to help in our time of need, an appropriate blessing coming at just the right moment. Nathaniel needed God's grace. Could have been very easy for him to be criticized for his questioning. How dare you, Nathaniel, approach me slowly without confidence because you questioned me. But he didn't. He affirmed a son of Israel out of his love and full acceptance. And so often we struggle to approach the throne of grace. Jesus went more willingly to the cross than we do to the throne of grace. Because if we aren't questioning where God is in our situation, we're so often questioning ourselves. And like Nathaniel, we fail to truly understand Scripture and end up assuming our worth is defined by what we do, forgetting it's defined by what Christ has done. We're called to confidently embrace the invitation to come and see that there is a good God that's been present in every bad situation you've faced. We fail to see that no matter what we've done, where we've been, we can confidently come to a good God who affirms us through his love when we have failed even in our faith. 
And today we can celebrate, even if we've been sitting in struggles, because somehow we can choose to, out of revelation, see that sovereign God over and above the way we feel about ourselves or the situations we've been through in this last year. And this beautiful moment happened for Nathaniel when he chose to come and see his Savior. We see that from this moment of a man confused about his circumstances with so many questions, as he chose the invitation, it ended up leading him to a place where suddenly he had clarity and confidence in a sovereign God who was with him in his human experience, as is with us in ours. And this man that started with doubt would end up becoming one of the 12 disciples. And out of those places of brokenness and questioning and confusion, he would be one to walk and see the resurrected Christ in the upper room with the other 12. He would end up from this point moving forward and seeing the miracle on the Sea of Galilee, receiving the Great Commission and watching Jesus' final ascension into heaven. He would watch the God that seemed too human ascend to his place on the throne of heaven. And although Nathaniel would walk without the physical presence of Christ alongside him in the flesh, he would continue with the confidence, knowing that from the power of heaven, Christ had come to earth. And that even in the midst of not seeing the physical Christ, the presence of Emmanuel, God with us would remain. And I believe that as you continue your life journey with Jesus, that whatever it is you've despised, whatever circumstances you've been questioning or that have seemed to contradict Scripture based on what's made sense to you, that if you will rise and choose to see a sovereign Savior in that, you and I too can continue to tread and see the power of God work beyond all that we could have asked or imagined. And I pray that we would experience that as we go into the new year.